Okay, let's begin our discussion of Parsha's Lech Lecha, Tavshin Pe'alev. This is really the beginning, if we said two weeks ago, but this is really the beginning of our 13th cycle in that we started Parsha's Lech Lecha many years ago, but uh, Baruch Hashem, we get to speak about Avram Avinu again. Lech Lecha, the first Ole that in, uh, in history, the one that, that put it into, the, into our blood to be able to come to Eretz Yisrael, and most of the thoughts tonight will be about the personality of Avram Avinu. Again, there's no better parsha to uh, to talk about it, but um, there was no one like him, as we know. He was the uh, the the one about Avram Avinu. We'll have a couple of thoughts on the parsha, and then we will end up also speaking about Avram Avinu. We start off with a thought from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs in his Lessons in Leadership in uh, in the first source, where he talks about what's the definition of a leader. What's the definition of a leader? When we we all want to be leaders in our own in our own world, <coughs> we all want to be mashpiim. So, what exactly is the definition of a leader? So, Rabbi Sachs writes there in source number one: leaders lead. That sums it up. Leaders lead, meaning leaders don't follow. That doesn't mean to say that they do not follow totally, but what they follow is different from what most people follow. They do not conform for the sake of conforming. They do not do what others do merely because others are doing it. They have a vision, not of what is, but of what might be. They think outside the box. They march to a different tune. That's a leader. Somebody who sees what could be. Right? Many point out in the later Parshios and Bracious why all the other interpreters of Paro's dreams, um, you know, they, uh, they, they, they weren't, ex- their interpretations weren't accepted. Only Yosef's was accepted. What was the difference between Yosef's interpretations and the other interpretations? So some of Farshim explain. Because the other interpreters looked into the stars and they saw what will be. Yosef saw what could be. And when you see what could be, the potential of what could be, of, of the famine maybe not lasting the whole time, that's, that's a leader, as Rabbi Sachs says. Not just of what is but they saw the potential of what could be. Never was this more dramatically signaled than in the first words of Hashem to Avram Avinu. Lech lecha, go, leave what you've been used to. Leave your land, leave your birthplace. Why? Because naturally we conform. Naturally we take upon ourselves, you know, everything around us. I didn't give it to you. But the Rambam, the Rambam writes in, in Hilchos Deos, Rabbi writes in Hilchos Deos that we are influenced by by everyone around us. I'll just find you the uh, the lashon. The Rambam says towards the beginning of Hilchos Deos that we are we we are influenced and mushpa by those around us, and therefore we have to make sure that. Okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna find it right now. I'm sorry, but uh, but the the Rambam says there that. Naturally, we conform, and the first message to the first leader of Am Yisrael is, you can't conform. You can't just follow along. You have to do what's right because you know it's right. At a deeper level, we are influenced by our friends and neighbors. We are influenced by our parents, our family. So again, there are some great things that hopefully we take upon ourselves. But in Avram Avinu's case, his family was, was not setting him in the right direction. I want you, says Hashem to Avram, to be different. Not for the sake of being different, but for the sake of starting something new. A religion that will not worship power and the symbols of power, v'chulu. But to be a Jew is to be willing to challenge the prevailing consensus. We've discussed often Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu followed in Avram Avinu's path. 
He goes out the first day, if you remember, and what does he do? He sees a Mitzri and a Jew. Nobody else is doing anything. He does what he needs to do. He sees two Jews. The third day, he's by, is in Midian. He has to get involved because this is what a leader does. This is what I have to do. And we mentioned in the past the thought of Moshe, why the name Moshe, why that was the one that stuck more than all the other names of Avigdor, Avizanoach, Tuvia, He's pulled from the water. What do you mean pulled from the water? Why is that so significant of an of a, of a, of a attribute of Moshe Rabbeinu? And the answer is because water symbolizes the ultimate in conformity. You put water into a water bottle, it takes on the shape of the water bottle. You put water into a container, it looks like a container. Moshe was pulled from the water. He was the anti-conformist. Because he did what was right. Because he knew this is what Akbarachu wanted. And that's what Avram Avinu, and that's what it takes to be a leader. To lead. A leader must lead and do what he has inside of him. As he turns turn the page for a moment, Rabbi Sachs has an amazing line. In line number eight, on the next page, Avram is without a doubt the most influential person who ever lived. Today he is claimed as the spiritual ancestor of 2.4 billion Christians, 1.6 billion Muslims, and 13 million Jews. More than half the people alive today call Avraham their father. Avram Avinu. Right? The Abraham Accords. Right? Avraham. Yet he ruled no empire, commanded no great army, performed no, no miracles, and proclaimed no prophecy. He is the supreme example in all of history of influence without power. It's not about power. It's about influence. Rabbi Sachs alludes to what he says in Parshas Baloscha. That's what he, where he talks about the difference between power and influence. Power, the more you share, the less you have. If I give somebody else rights to make decisions, so I have less power. Influence, the more you give, the more you have. Because the more I influence others, then they are, they are extensions of me. The difference between, um, um, difference between uh, influence and and uh, and power. Yes, we've in the past also mentioned the uh, the backwards nunim of uh, Rabbi Lamb quotes. Why dafka are there nuns picked out of all of the um, letters that could signify because a nuna nun in Aramaic is a fish. A backwards nun is a backwards fish. A fish that flows upstream to carry the Torah to be a strong Jew. We have to be able to go against the tide. We have to be ben Mishisio, and we have to be like Avram Avinu. And Avram is Ha'ivri, one who stands on the other side. And he put it into our power to be different. We don't, again, we're not different, as Rabbi Sachs wrote. Just stop to be different. To be a, an oppositional. No, that's not what a Jew does. A Jew is different because we answer to a higher authority. A Jew is different because that's what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants from us. And he continues and discusses uh, this at length. But he says at the end, he says at the end, right, we, we're different, we refuse to assimilate. We refuse to be mushpa, we refuse to, to give in. And he quotes Robert Frost at the end of, the, uh, of his essay here, two roads diverged in a wood and I, I took the one less traveled by. And that has made all the difference. Right? That's, that's what makes a Jew, that's what makes the success of a Jew. We don't just go with the flow. We go with the flow if we put ourselves in the right company. But that was Avram Avinu, 
the most influential person in history, and he didn't do it with power or miracles. He did it with influence to be mashpia. Okay, moving right along. So the Medrash tells us that Avram Avinu recognized HaKadosh Baruch Hu. We've discussed in the past, maybe just to mention it outside, the thought of the Igrit, the Kawa, the Bnei Yisachar, who asked the question that some other Achronim ask, and that is why the entire story of Avram Avinu coming to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, recognizing Hashem, is not written in Torah Shebech One would think, or Kazdim is alluded to, but why isn't that? That should be in, that should be in the Torah. Why isn't it? So, the Igritakala suggests, if it would be in the Torah, maybe maybe we would have thought, you know, Avram believed in Hashem because Hashem saved him from the fiery furnace. He was taking a chance, and now he, he did a miracle. Now, Hakar is a tov. No, no. Avram Avinu got to it without any, without getting anything out of it. But the other idea we've mentioned is because maybe Hashem didn't want to limit how a Jew gets to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. How a Jew is inspired. The first Jew came to it through an intellectual recognition. But you know what? Jews are all different. Some get to it through a song, through an experience, through a word, through a thought. However a Jew gets to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a valid way. And that's why it's left out. All of a sudden, Hashem speaks to Avram Avinu. Lech lecha me'artzecha. But the Medrash tells us that Avram Avinu figured it out. Different ages, the Rishonin discuss how old Avram Avinu was. Lechorah, it was a process. Was he three? Was he 40? But the Medrash tells us, if you look in source number four, the Medrash tells us in Bresh's Rabbah, Amr Rabbi Yitzchak, Mashal Echad Shaya Over Vimakom Lamakom. There was somebody that was traveling. He saw a palace on fire. Omar. How could palace be without somebody who's in control of it? How is that? He balabira. And there's a, the, the palace Balabai says, Yeah, I'm in charge here. I'm the one in charge. That's the mushal. Avram Avinu looked around at the world. He saw a palace burning. Tomar Sha'olam Azeb Lomanig. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I'm the Balabayas. Lech Lecha Me'artzecha. And the question that is asked here in the in the uh, contemporary Likut, Hiyom, is, this is a measure that's quoted by many, but one detail. Why does it say Bo'eres? Why does it say that it was lit? Dolekes. Why doesn't it just say there was a bira? There was a there was a palace. He sees a palace. There must be a balabayas to this palace. So he figured it out. What's the detail? What's the extra about Avraham Avinu saw a palace burning? So he says, "Amnam zos mivinim kulam achshelash nitzavas kan he madua madgish kan hamedus shara bira dolekes." It's about the palace. What's added by the palace burning? To understand this, he explains, We have to recognize, this was only generation number 20 since Briyas HaOlam. It hasn't been that long since Briyas HaOlam, right? 
Avram Avinu was born in 1948, right? Not so long. Again, for us, it sounds like a long time, almost 2,000 years. <laughs> but in the greater scheme of things, you know, 20 generations, not so long. Anashim Yaduk, Yolam Olam. Right? People knew. Hayu, this is a great line. Hayu Anashim Shikiru Es Norach Sharu, as Adamarishon. The other Shish Boreolam. There were probably people at that time that knew Noach. Right, the, the Medrash talks about conversations between the Gemara and Sanhedrin. Eliezer, Evid Avraham, and Shame, the son of Noach. Right, the Gemara says, Eliezer asked him, what do you do all day on the Teva? It was so hard. The animals wanted to eat day and night. There was one animal. My father didn't know what to feed it. So there weren't so many. It was like, I knew somebody who knew somebody who knew Adam Arishon. That's pretty amazing. So my sabracious wasn't so deniable at that time. Wasn't so deniable. Even in the days of Terach. We're talking about the great Ov the Avodah Zara generation. So it wasn't that Bria was on the table. <coughs> what was their mistake? He was the Borei. But who says he's still Mashkiach? Of course he created Adam. But now, you know, ten generations ago, yeah, he had enough for the world, he sent the Mabo, but now he's done. He's done. He's on to creating other worlds. He left this world with his servants. You take care of this now. You take care of this now. And that's the Rambam. This is the Rambam that we have to review every year. Pasha's Lach Lecha. Right, the Rambam in the beginning of the Chazavot Zara, where the Rambam talks about history. We note that the Mishnah Torah, very few times does the Rambam mention history. And if he does, it must be because it has a halachic reason. Hilchas Avaras Kochavim, Hilchas Ishus at the beginning, Hilchas Chanukah, specific reasons why he mentions it. But the Rambam says here, Bimei Enosh Tobnei Adam, Tohaz Gedola, Vinivara, the days of Enosh, people made a major mistake. Atas Chachme Oso Adar, Ve'enosh Atzmo Menatoa and Enosh himself was one of the ones who made a mistake. What they say? The Ramam says it. Ho'il. Were they total heretics? Total kofers? No. They believed in Hashem. Hashem created the stars. Hashem created the orbits. Hashem created all the universes. And they recognized, and we know it even instinctively, they're different types of creations than we are. Right? The Ramam talks about different levels of creation. Right? There are the humans, and then there are the stars and the, and the, and the moon and the sun. That's a different level of creation. And then there are Malachim. So we recognize that it's a different type of creation, but if Hashem created them, and they're above us, so to speak, Okay, so if we give covet to them, that's like giving covet to Hashem. These are Hashem's great creations. The sun was amazing. The moon was amazing. That was a great one, God. So they started serving them, because that's Kvod Baruch Hu. But then as time went on, people forgot the true message. They started, right, the stars. They started focusing just on the stars themselves at the ends and not as the means to bring covet to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But again, people started focusing not on the Mashkiach. But Hashem gave over the power. And that's 
the extra adjective in the Medrash. It wasn't just a palace. There was a palace that was on fire right now. What does that mean? Right now, there's activity. Right now, there has to be somebody in charge of that activity. That's the Bira Boeres. It emphasizes not just the Bria, but the Hanhaga aspect. Right? We know that's part of Emunah. The Rambam, the Chinuch, the Rambam, the Torah, the Chinuch of the Mitzvah of Emunah. They all talk about Emunah, one of the six mitzvahs Tmidios, one of the six constant mitzvahs. It's not just about belief that Hashem created the world, but belief that Hashem is Mashgiach every second on the world. And He's involved and in charge. We have to think about that every second. If we ever have two minutes and we're waiting for a bus, you know, if we're doing anything, just think about what Hashem is Mashgiach. It's a kiyam of a mitzvah zasei. But that's the Bira Dolekes. Just continue a little bit more. What about everybody else? Nobody else could figure this out? They all could have. But only Avram was really searching. Avram really wanted to figure it out. Yeah, things run by itself. Things run by itself. He didn't want to get... His father was explaining things. It doesn't make sense that he's the Bori, not the Mandik. I once heard a mushal. You know, if you think of any type of system... Any type of system in the world that's ever created, a computer system, uh, an internet system, anything, any kind of creation, there are always glitches. There's always things that like happen every so often, a glitch, and you have to, uh, you know, the person in charge has to re-reboot. Right? The most complicated creation in the world is the world itself. 5,781 years, did the sun ever not rise? Did nature ever except when HaKadosh Baruch Hu forecast that it's going to happen? Never been a glitch. There was a Bri Bore and not a Manig. How is that possible? Avinu wanted to know. He searched. He was yearning to know the answers. He looked for the Boeris aspect of it. And that's what he says at the end. It's not just seeing the Bira, but wanting to see the Bira and recognizing who is in charge of the Bira Dolakis. Okay. Now let's get to the first Pasuk. Now let's get to the first Pasuk. So the Pasuk tells us, Vayomar Hashem al-Avram, Hamshet says to Avram, Lech lecha, Go me'artzacha umimolatzacha ve'savicha, Leave your land, your birthplace, and the land of your father, the house of your fathers, to the land that I will show you. We've also quoted in the past that the first conversation that takes place between Hashem and Abraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Moshe, first conversation has to do with Eretz Yisrael, with each of them. That's the content. But there are many things that Avram has to leave. Asks Rav Mordechai Eliyahu and the Divrei Mordechai. Source number seven. Let's think about the order that Hashem tells him. If Hashem's telling him to leave, Lechorah, He's telling him to leave in a certain order. But it seems to be the opposite of what we would have expected. 
Adam sheyotzi ladarko. Ozev tchila ezbeso. When you leave somewhere, first you leave your family, you leave your house, then you leave your community, and then you leave your country. If you're leaving, going out. And it's exactly the opposite in the Pasuk. Go! But first he says, leave your, la- leave your land? There's going to be a lot more leavings before you get there. Why is that the first? And then, maybe that means like where he was from. And then, his family, it should be exactly the opposite. Says the Divrei Mordechai. Says the Mordechai Elio, this is not a geographical request. Hashem, come here and step by step. It's not about what he's going to go through. Geographically, but maybe we could call it philosophically or hashkafically. First step, you have to leave your hashkafas olam that you're surrounded by. You have to leave what your country believes in. That's Artsacha. Avram Mishamesh Dugma Umofes. Lachobene Yisrael Bechaladoros. Mimenu Yilmudu Musur Vederech Vavodes Hashem. And this is going to set the stage, says Rav Mordechai for any, and that's all of us, Ba'alei Tshuva want to come back to HaKadosh Baruch in a certain area. First is to leave the, the, the crooked hashkafa that we believe in, that we put something else in the world, in the center, instead of HaKadosh Baruch First leave the land, leave what the land believes in. Nimrod. Rachis Allah Lahisna take me shall tono shall nimrod. Omeashbaso hamukulkeles. Leave the arats. After that, you have to leave Molad Zakha. What's that? You're closer. Neighborhood. Hasvivash Lilita Krovai Lov Yosar Michai Hayom Yom. So leave even, you know, you've left the what the country believes in, but you're good friends also. You might want to hold on to that a little more. Now you got to leave that too, in your case, Avram Avinu. And finally, your family. Even your family. Even your family. You have to go step by step, though. There's an order to it. Change your Ashkafas Olam. That's a little easier when you're talking about people from further out. But it's crucial to go in order. And then he takes that message. Ma'od. <laughs> Any tshuva process, whether it's mamish about tshuva going from not keeping halacha to keeping halacha, whether it's any area that we all have to do tshuva in, call his kadmus bavodas Hashem Madrega acha madrega. We need to go step by step, and we can't skip steps. It's the derech of the eight Sahara. You know what the dark Divya Mordechai says? Sometimes people are on the road to do tshuva. And the Yitzhah knows that he's, he's losing. So what does he do? He pushes a person to jump a few steps. Because he knows if he jumps a few steps, he's just going to fall off the ladder. And then he's done. And you know what? Often he does it, especially with youth and with teenagers as we grow. You have to jump up even higher. 
He knows, the Yitzhara knows that if you skip a few steps, you're going to fall off. You're not going to be able to stay there. He's just becoming from. Yeah, you know what? You should do Tikkun Chatzos every night. It's really important. Tikkun Chatzos, you know what? I know. Lashon Hara. I know maybe we don't bench properly. Tikkun Chatzos is really crucial. Don't get to forget it. Kodesh Baruch tells Avram Avinu, don't jump. Don't jump, even you, Avram. First, think about leaving your Nimrod. Then you can think about your neighborhood. Then you can think about your family. You have to know what you're up to. And then he quotes the Gemara that we often have quoted, but it's here, so we can quote it. Chulin Kofei, Mar Ukva. One of my favorite Mar Ukva Gemaras. Mar Ukva says, if you remember, I'm like vinegar compared to my father who's like wine. What's the difference? What do you mean? Vinegar, wine? My father waits 24 hours between Fleishiks and Milchiks. 24 hours, he's like wine. <laughs> I'm like vinegar. I only wait to the next Suda. Robishon say that means six hours. Okay. But it's less time. Asks the Velt, asks the Mepharshim, if Marukva knew that it was better to wait 24 hours, so why didn't he wait 24 hours? It was so hard for him? This is Marukva. Marukva, who, who jumped into the oven with his wife in Mesechas Ksubis. Right? So, so he doesn't embarrass the Ani. Come on, Marukva. He knew that wasn't the next step that he was up to. That wasn't the next step. Yadar Ukva Baatsmo. Shadain lo higiela madriga gaboa shalavu abodas Hashem. He didn't get there yet. Blo yuchal hachzik mamad bechum remains there. He couldn't do it. And then Rav Mordechai, Rav Mordechai Leo says, Kal Adam tsarach latachrenus durachav aladas keitzel ashub b'tshuva. So we can't, we can't shortchange ourselves. That's for sure. And that's why sometimes we can have to ask one of our rabbeim to talk to. Maybe our spouse, whoever it is. We can't shortchange ourselves and say, I'm not there yet. No, I, no, this, this is, this cabal is beyond me. No, we can't shortchange. But we also can't skip. We also can't skip. And he quotes, and he was a Kabbalist, so he could say this. Yeshnam Bale Tshuva. Shekov Sim Laola Machuva Gvoa Mahermi Dai. Sometimes you have Bale Tshuva that jump in. Umiyadim Charazarazam Bichuva Machshivim at Asmam Mukubalim Gedolim. Somebody's been keeping halacha for a few months and they think all of a sudden they're the greatest makubal in the world and they're giving brachas and making amulets. Says the Mordechai, Mordechai says the Mordechai, yo, it's crazy. It's wrong. It's not an MS growth. They're telling everybody else what to do, what they're doing wrong. And often it doesn't last. Often it doesn't last. The message of the order of Me'artzacha, Umimolad, Me'savicha, is that Avodas Hashem is step by step. Hashem doesn't demand us to go over, even in learning. Just yesterday I was talking to one of my Talmidim. He's trying to work out his schedule in, uh, in Yeshiva. And he was trying to figure out, you know, I, I only have a certain amount of time to learn Shas. I should go faster. I'm like, take it easy. Take a deep breath and take it day by day and Amud by Amud and one line at a time in Gemara, and the rest will follow. And the rest will follow. And he quotes that just at the end. <laughs> one more line on the next page. Haderach anachona. You got to learn halacha. Got to learn Gemara. Learn Shulchan Aruch HaRachayim. Sifrei Musr. Little by little. And you will become a Mushlam. A Mushlam Jew. Okay. So we continue. So Amravina goes to Eretz Yisrael, which was one of the tests. 
which Be'er Hashem will get back to soon. But another test comes up. Pasuk Yud, Hashem says, it's going to be the most unbelievable land. You're going to get such a bracha. You're going to have everything you need. And there's no food. There's no food. Did Hashem tell him that he was allowed to leave? That's interesting. Doesn't say a word. Hashem told him to go to Eretz Yisrael. He goes. There was a famine. He leaves. Doesn't say that he was, he, Hashem, was he allowed to leave? Obviously, yes. But it's interesting that he wasn't told. That's what Rashi quotes. <laughs> Only in that land was there a famine. It was testing him to see if he would be Maharheri after a Baruch Hu. He left. But that's not called Maharher. You have to act based on if there's Sakana. You have to act. But do I question? And he didn't question. So what happens? As they got close to Mitzrayim, he turns to his wife and says, Honey, you know, we have to, make, we have to prepare. You're a beautiful woman. They're going to kill me and they're going to let you be alive. You know what? Say that you're my sister and in that way they'll give me a lot of presents and they'll, they won't kill me. Okay, that itself is an interesting condition. But we're not going to focus on that right now. What happens? She gets taken. And to Avram, they give a lot of presents. So much stuff. So much stuff he got. So much stuff. And when they leave, what happens at the end of the story? Right, he has all the bundles. Rashi quotes Tod Masos. He has a lot of stuff. Ask the Ber Yosef. Reb Yosef Misalant. Quotes the Ramban. He took everything. They didn't steal on the way out. None of the riffraff, none of the, the hooligans in Mitzrayim stole a thing from Avram Avinu on the way out. He had everything. But the question that's asked is, this is the same Avram Avinu that we know later, the war, the four kings, the five kings. What did Avram say after that war to the king of Stom? And what did he do here? First of all, the whole thing was a mistake. He only they only gave it to him because they thought that he was her brother. So how did he keep it? So you have to say. Step one, that it wasn't just given to him all tonight. It was given to him because Sarah was beautiful. Skip a couple of lines. I'm going to give to her family members. Not Dafka, that you're her brother. And he was very happy, like he quotes the story of Esther and Achashveros. That in her honor, 
he lowered taxes in the country. So here too, in her honor, he gave presents to her entourage, which happened to be her husband. But now the question. By the king of Stom, Avram would not keep a shoelace. Not anything. I don't want anything. I don't want anybody to say that the king of Stom made me rich. But Dain Sarach Lohavin, towards the bottom. Shemelach Stom, Lo Lakach, Avilu Chut, Vesruch Nao. Why do he keep it here and not there? Simple. Two places, Avram got a lot of spoils. One place, he gave it all back. And one place, he kept it. Why did Avram's behavior change? The F. Shalomar says the Ber Yosef. Straightforward answer. Everything Avram did was with a cheshbon. Everything Avram did was not for himself. V'yef Shalomar. Mishum shahaya bazeh pirsamanes. You know why he kept it in this case? Because it will be a Kiddush Hashem. Because it will be mefarsem what a Kaddish Baruch Hu did for them. Sha'asa Kaddish Baruch Hu lo'u l'sara. Sheparo nilke b'nigama le'shalak e'sara. How would anybody know about this miracle? About the Nigoim Gedolim, and the king was forced to give her back to Avram. Nobody spoke about it. The king obviously didn't speak about it. He took the Matanos to be able to tell over the story. He had content. He had assets. Laharos as Hashkachas Hashem al Yereyav. V'yecholto ulafarsim dasalokim ba'aretz. That's why he took it, not for himself, but it was to show everyone. And what does Chazal say? He went and stayed in the same inns. On the way down, he had nothing. On the way back, he was full. He was loaded. Ukshachazar mi Mitzrayim halach v'lan ba'osan achsonios. When he came back, they saw what happened, and the whole story comes out. So he kept it in order to be mefarsim, kind of like a carbon toda, kind of like function like a carbon toda. There are so many loaves that you have to bring, and so little time to eat it, like the Nitziv says in Parshas Sav, that you have to invite everybody and then be mefarsim the nace, and same thing. By Stome, he didn't need to. It was a war. It was a battle. Everyone knew. The four kings, the five kings, the underdogs. I don't need to keep the stuff. I don't want his stuff. But to be Mepharsim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, there was no need. Ula Meitzel Melech Stome. Acharei Nilcham Barba Amalachim. Bottom left, line 32. Shoyo Giborim Shehiku Asarafoim Bazuzim Boemim. Whether he had 317 men or he just said Eliezer, whoever it was, it was a nace. He got back the nefesh and the rechus. Everyone knew Avram Avinu. Right? The, the, later on, everybody knew the, uh, the people in Hebron. They were mamlech HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was enough. It was day before some. He didn't take anything. That's what Avram says to the king of Stone. Harimosi Yadi. 
Turning the page, I swear, Kone Shrein Varetz. Right? It's already, everybody knows. Shekiva Shaydei Nesa Zehar, Yimosi Yadi, Laharaz Lachola Olam, so I don't have to keep it. Everything Avram Avinu did was with a cheshbon of how to be mefarsim, the word of God, avodas Hashem, and everything that monotheism stands for. Okay. Also, in this Pasuk, it's Meduyak, says Rev Salvechik, a change in Lot. Yud Gimel Aleph. Vayal Avrami Mitzrayim. Hu v'yishto v'chala shalo v'lot imo anegba. Let's compare that for a moment to the Pasuk earlier in the Parsha. This Pasuk says, Avram went up from Mitzrayim, he, his wife, all of his stuff, and Lot was with him. Pasuk earlier. Vayikach Avram, as Pasuk Heg, Yud Beis Heg. Vayikach Avram, as Sarai Yishto, ve'as Lot ben Achiv, ve'as Kol Rechusham, asher achashu, ve'as Hanefesh, asher azu b'charon, ve'yetzel echazar kasakanan, v'chulu. There's a different placement of Lot in the Pesukim, and this says Rav Salvechik, quoted here in Rabbi Ganak Sefer, he quotes Rav Salvechik, alluded in here is the change that took place in Lot, and the hashpah that happened in Mitzrayim. What does the second Pasuk say? It says the stuff before it says Lot. Earlier it was, Lot was put with the family. Avram took his wife, his nephew, and his stuff. Here, Avram took his wife, his stuff, and Lot came along. Source 11. Shamati me Rav Salvechik, Sheva Pasuk Zeh, Anu Roim, Shinui Biyachas, Shebein Lot Avraham. Quoted the earlier Pasuk that we just saw. Kodim Yudasal Mitzrayim, Lot, who Tamido Shalavim Avinu, Vaholechito. He's with him. He's going, you know, following in his footsteps, maybe, and believes, Adain Mamin, Bechaz Yono Shalavraham. Vaholechito Azakanan, he believes in his vision. Ulang Shalumi Mitzrayim. Now there's a distance, not only in words in the Torah, but in their their outlook on life. Mitzrayim, as we know, was the bastion of Gashmias. And Lot was affected. And Lot became that type of person. It's different. And Sarah had one experience in Egypt. Lod had a different experience in Egypt. What did he do at night? Avinu was sitting out there davening for Sarah. Where was Lot? He was checking out the checking out Mitzrayim. Lot hitrashem mea osher v'agdula shal Mitzrayim v'chamad asasharav Mitzrayim. And and that was a different value than Avram Avinu. And that's what changed. And that's what we see later on. Right? When they split. When they want to split, what did Lo look for? Before, before the Storm and Amar were destroyed. Oh, he's thinking about what it used to be like in Mitzrayim. Zacharno is Adaga. Be'ene lot Eretz Mitzrayim Aisa Kagan Hashem. Pasuk Zeh, Bo'en L'dei Bitui Machshavos of Ashkafaz Shalot. This Pasuk hints to us what Lot was always thinking. He sees in the yard, to Kikar Yardin, ah, that looks like Mitzrayim. Ah, oh, I wish. I wish. 
and Avram Avinu had to separate. Hapirid Balot Lavram Haya Areka Bain Lot Lavram Haya Areka Chiluke Deos, and that's the rift between the shepherds. But it's all about what's the center of our existence. Avram Avinu, the first Jew, tells us that our assets are there for tools. They're not to focus on. They're not the goal of our life. It's to use, to use for Avodas Hashem. And that's the difference between Lod and Avram. For Lod, it became a goal. While Avram, it was a means, as we just described in the previous thought, it was a means to be Mepharsim, the Nisim HaKadosh Baruch Hu does. If somebody uses their assets to be Mepharsim, and Mepharsim Shemayim, then obviously that is exactly what they're, they should be using it for. Okay, we started off about with Avram Avinu, so we're going to continue the last two thoughts are also going to be about Avram Avinu, a little more general. First thought from Elah Dvarim of Schlesinger. We know that Mishnah tells us in Berke Yavos, the ten Nisyonos, that Avram Avinu was Nisase, and one of them was Lech Lecha. Lech Lecha Me'artzacha. And the question that he deals with, how he frames the question is, what exactly was the root of Lech Lecha, of that Nisayon? We know there's only two times that Lech Lecha appears, Lech Lecha by Yishev Eretz Yisrael, by Aliyah here, and of course Lech Lecha next week's parsha by the Akedah. And the Midrashim even compare the Nisayon of the Akedah and the Nisayon of Lech Lecha Me'artzacha. And the question is, what exactly is the connection between the two? Ma'u ha-Nisayon ba'aziva sa'moledet. What's and on the level of the Akedah? The level of the Akedah? This is comparable. The Midrash tells us, it's mashveh. The Nisayon of Lech Lecha to the Nisayon of the Akedah, Rabbi Levi Omer, Nisayon Arishon ki Nisayon Ha'achron, Nisayon Arishon, Lech Lecha Me'artzacha, Nisayon Ha'achron, Lech Lecha L'Eretz HaMoriah. What's the parallel? What's the connection? So he says, on line 10, HaTorah Matchila, as we know, we mentioned this in the past, no introduction for Avram Avinu. Not like Noach, Noach is Sadik Tamim, that was many years ago, we discussed that. But it's just, Go! Right, we're not told who Avram is. And yet, he quotes the Rambam again that we just saw before. Avram Avinu was the Amud Olam. He was the one that spread monotheism. He was the one that made the spiritual parade. He was the one that gathered thousands and ten thousands, is the, Ramb- is the Rambam's Lashon, on line 13. And he planted, and he planted them this Ikra Godlo monotheism. He has this unbelievable parade going. It doesn't say Dafka did this in only in Eretz Canaan. When he still lived in Haran. Still there. He started spreading after he got taken out of the sea from the from the burning of the the, the Urkazdim. He's on top of the world. He has so many students, so many Talmudim, and Hashem says, leave them. Leave them? That's going to undermine everything I've done. That's going to undermine all my work. That's not going to let me be successful. What's going to happen? Yeshir in the low row the low manig. I'm not even going to tell them where I'm going. They're going to say, oh, where you're going? I don't know. Why you're going? Where are you going? Nothing. Nothing. It's gonna under. He's gonna lose everything. He he worked so hard on. He worked so hard on, on inspiring others and raising other people up and putting them on the proper derech. And now what's gonna happen to it? Maybe it's all gonna fail. 
They're all going to go back. They're not going to have a leader. That's like the Akedah. What's the Akedah? Abram has spent his whole life chesed and, and love and kindness. And now, and now child sacrifices. And now, this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants me to do. Undermining, again, everything that has worked so hard in that way, both Lech Lecha Me'artzacha and Lech Lecha by the Akedah, both of those together, form the first and the last, where Abravinu does what he knows HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, but ultimately when Hashem is mitzavah something, even if it goes against everything that I've done and I thought and I believed, and I, and I thought was Ratzon Hashem, I'll listen to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because that's ultimately what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. I could try to figure it out, but no questions. And that was the Akedah. Imagine building up a dynasty and then doing something that could just lose the dynasty overnight. Not leaving a head, not leaving a rosh. That's what happened with the Akedah, and that's what happened with Avram Avinu. At the end, he says, though, <laughs> if he talks about, again, I want to get to the, the last thought for a minute, but he says, Avram Avinu spent his whole life being Makari Vrachokim, and what about his own nephew? So he quotes, relating to what we just said, even Avram had his red lines. Right? Even Avram Avinu tried and tried and tried. He probably tried with Lot, but ultimately, if it's a different, a different focus in life, you know, he couldn't stay where he was going to be mushpa and, and affect others in the negative, in the negative way. But either way, that was the Akedah along with Lechlach. But one final thought about Avram Avinu, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, in, uh, I forgot the context of the shir, I think in uh, a shir about, uh, oh, the Yom Noraim in the times of Corona, I think that was it, in the Malchias shir, before Rosh Hashanah. The Hagdama of the Tshuva's Chassam Sofer to Yoridea, called Pituche Chosam. I gave you two of his pages, it's really five pages. So if you have one at home and you can read the whole thing, it's, it's very worthwhile, but the beginning and the end you get the you get the message. Says the Chassam Sofer, what was it about Avram Avinu that made HaKadosh Baruch Hu love him so much? Avram Ohavai, right? Why was there such Chiba Yisera? Pazikin Yishayo, Bato Yisrael, Avdi Yaakov, Shebrachaticha, Zera Avram Ohavai. There are a couple of people in Tanakh that are called Eved Hashem. Moshe Rabbeinu, Yoshua Benun, Ovadia, a couple are called Eved. But Avram is called my beloved one. So what is it about Avram? So the Pasuk says, Kiyadativ, right later on in Bracious, Kiyadativ, that you teach people about me. You don't just keep it to yourself. But we have to understand what this means. It says the Chassam Sofer, and it's such a powerful message for any teacher, for any parent, for any mashpia. Why did he love Hashem? Why does she love Abraham? Because he was Mashpia and he taught and he went around and spread the word of God. But more than any chesed and any other schus that Abraham Avinu had and the great philosophical um, reaches that Abraham Avinu gained and the understandings, that's not why Hashem loved him. Hashem loved him because he inspired others. And then he quotes on line 17, and only the Chassam Sofer can write something like this. Milanu Godo Mechanoch. Remember Chanoch? 
number seven in history. He lived till 365. He got taken up to Shemayim. Why? Because he became perfect. He became more of a malach than a person. He never died. He, he lost his humanness and he connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. You think Avram Avinu could have done that? Of course he could have done that. If he only focused on himself. He could have been misbodeid and spent his life connecting with God. But we don't find that Avram Avinu did that. So why don't we find Avram Avinu reaching that level, those levels? It's not because he couldn't. It's because he chose not to. Lo mitzad prisus v'chisara nafsho. Lo, ki im Avram Avinu ayya osek hashrasach hanoch lezbodeid. He could have done it. But he knew that's not what Hashem wanted from him. He is boning b'chachmaso. Ki lo be'ela chafez Hashem. She yashlim ha'adam es nafsho levad. That's not what Hashem is looking for. For people to perfect themselves. He saw what happened with Chanoch and all of those other, some of them were tzaddikim. And there was still a mabel. Amr Binu says, that's not what Hashem wants. Kitov la'adam, look at line 13. And any teacher out there has to have this drilled and, and, and engraved on their hearts. Tov la'adam l'ma'it ba'ashlamas nafsho. A person should minimize perfecting himself, even if it ends up as he, so to speak, you know, this is a, a side effect or a direct effect. I'm going to have less perfection for myself because I'm spending time. I'm going to have less learning for myself because I'm spending time teaching. Obviously, you have, to te- you have to learn in order to be a good teacher, but there's going to be some sacrifice. Laman Ravos Kvod Hashem. Adam. I'll bring one person closer to to I'm going to do one more thing. I'm going to reach another level myself. And in that way, create something else in Shemayim. What about creating another person? He says, that's what Hashem wants for us. And he continues in the next, uh, next column. Again, we're not going to read the whole thing, but this is his message. To get to this, to get to this shleimus, and he talks more about the and the whole purpose of creation. I gave you that with the first part. I gave, I skipped some. If you go to the back, the last page now, he even talks about what happened with stone. Amravinu didn't know about stone. He didn't know Hashem wanted to destroy stone. Hashem said, I can't hide it from him, so I'm going to have to tell him. Right? This is a part of next week's parsha also. So he asked the Chassam Sofer, why did Avram know? Didn't Avram Avinu, wasn't he connected to HaKadosh Baruch Hu? He was a Navi, wasn't he? He was connected to Hashem, so how did, didn't he know? The answer is, explains the Chassam Sofer, Lashita, so, because he was busy being Makarev people. I think I, every conversation that Avram Avinu had was like high-level philosophy and getting into the, the metaphysics. No, he was talking about food. And he was talking, oh, you, was it, you enjoy the apple? You know what? God brought that apple to, into the world. Right? Eishel. Basic stuff. Amravinu brought people. Says the Chassam Sofer. Amravinu wasn't on the same level. 
But the Kaddish Baruch Hu said, I can't keep it away, hide it from him, so I'm going to tell him. You know what the message is, says the Chazam Sofer? It's more than what we just said. Not only could a person not lose, it's a sacrifice in the short run when I'm trying to inspire others. But Hashem is going to give it back to you. Hashem is going to make sure that the sacrifice is not even a sacrifice. Maybe you'll have hidden, hidden powers. Very often, those in Avodah HaKodesh often find that we think it's a sacrifice, then all of a sudden we're able to do things with less time, and things just work out, because, because of this, HaMachasani Me'avram, somebody's working for me, they should lose. It's kind of on the, you know, it's on the, uh, it's a business expense, we could charge it. Charge it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so they'll give it back to us. And that's why HaKadosh Baruch Hu loved him, Avram Avinu. And I can't hide it from him, I have to tell him. And that's what's true. There's a thought of Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky also in Zos HaBracha about Zvulun and Yisachar. There's a measure that says Zvulun's going to understand everything in the future. What do you mean he's going to understand everything? He didn't sit and learn like Yisachar did. Yeah, but, but that Zvulun did what he was supposed to do and he was Moser Nefesh for, and he was sacrificing for Yisachar. So, he's going to get it back. And V'davar Zeu Moser Haskel Ashlim, this is what we have to do. So as we go through our lives, we have to make sure that it's not just about us. We have to do what we can to inspire as many others as possible. Again, there's different stages of life. You know, at certain stages of life, maybe we have to be a little more selfish in order to prepare when we're younger. We have to be more focused from within to be able to come to be able to be that person that can be mashpia. You know, we can't like when we're uh, when we don't know anything yet to go out and try to change the world. We have to. There's always a balance, and it's not always. Sometimes it's tricky, but the goal of being a Ben Avram Avinu, the most power, the most influential person in history, as we learned tonight. We have to make sure that we realize it's about others. It's about being mashpia. It's about sharing. It's about inspiring. Yiratzon, that we all are zocha to follow in the path and the footsteps of Avraham Avinu.